Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Angels work for you, the Word works for you, and everybody, and y'all sitting around getting lazy because you ain't saying nothing. I want you to prosper even more, according to God. I want you to prosper so much, you got so much stuff, you don't even know what to do with it. You need to get a bigger room, just put your stuff in it. And then we can like, talk about stuff, preach, talk about stuff. I don't know, what do you desire? See, here's what you think. You desire what you desire because you desire. I was telling somebody about motorcycles. You know, you, got, you like motorcycles. I love it. I like looking at them. We were driving. Didn't we drive by? I seen some nice bike. We were driving that thing, and I said, man, look at that. That's so cool. That thing was cool. That copper-looking tank thing. That was a cool-looking bike. I don't even know how to start the thing. <laughs> right? It's not my desire. But I can live through their desires. I look at that. Man, that's a, you got the nicest bike I've ever seen. Man, that thing's bad-looking machine. I show, pictures of, I show pictures of your stuff to people. Go, look at this. You see this? Look at this. Isn't this cool? Isn't it cool? The guys that ride, they're like, oh, that thing's insane. I'm like, yeah, it's cool. He got it, not me. I don't even know how to start it. <laughs> and then I would look, I would ride on it in back, but you look weird as a dude doing that. I'm not doing that. I'll sit on it and take pictures, but I ain't riding back you now, bro. Sorry. Some things I just will not do. You know what I'm saying? But when you get there and you get the dream and you show that dream and go, hey, this is the dream I'm dreaming. I want to go have this stuff and build and do. I was like, man, I get excited. You see what I'm saying? Kemp, I get excited, man, when business is blowing up. I got excited for you guys because I want to see you prosper because you got dreams in you that are your dreams. That's your, that's your dream. God gave you that. You see what I'm saying? That's a dream. You understand? That's a dream. God gave you a desire and a dream, and God wants it to come to pass. He's going to do it. He'll make heaven touch earth to do it. I don't know how he's going to do it. That's why sometimes, as a, you know, you look, faith people look weird because everything's, oh, God will do it. Like, if God's going to do it, when's he going to do it? He'll do it. It's just his timing. He'll do it. It's hard staying patient when it doesn't look like nothing's happening, right? But when it shows up, Rick, feel real good, don't it, baby? Like, man, my God showed up, showed off, and showed out. You know what I used to tell Jesus? You know what I used to tell Jesus? I said, Jesus, show up, show off, and show out. You know how he do? You don't know what I'm talking about. People in the church, are, I don't understand what he's saying. He's a show off. God, when he shows off, he makes a grand entrance. You don't believe it? He walks through walls and says, hey, peace be still. Peace be still, bro. You just walked through a wall. Ain't no peace around here. Yeah, I know. I'm cool, ain't I? Jesus is cool, too. Look, watch this. (laughs) He shows off. He shows up. And then he what? He shows out. Remember when you were a kid, your mama used to slap you around? Like, don't come here and show out. That was like, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't act ugly in public. Jesus don't act ugly. He just acts magnified. And he does his thing. And then when he does it, you say, that's my God. How'd you get out of that? That's my God. How'd he do that? That's my God. Won't he do it? Can he do it? Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. All right, listen. Go to Hebrews 11, 1 in the Amplified. I want to talk to you before we get there just for a minute. And I want you to see this. We've been talking about faith. How many know faith can change the world? I want you to know you never really had a faith failure. Okay? Now, I really want to be serious with you. You never really had a faith failure. Because we've been on faith all month. You never really had a faith failure. Sometimes I'll say you had a faith failure, and you know what I'm saying when I say it. We miss it in faith. And thanks for sharing, everybody that shared. But what happens is we don't really have faith failures. 
and sometimes I coin it like we failed at it, you know, just like in a different angle, like, you know, we failed to release faith or something, you know, so let's just get this. But really what has happened is we have abandonment problems. Okay, so just write that down if you don't know what I mean. I'm going to explain it. You didn't really have a faith failure. You had an abandonment problem. You did have faith. You do have faith. You did have faith. You will have faith. And it's not a problem of not having faith. It's a problem that you, you abandoned the faith you had because sometimes we look at the wrong. I'm going to go real slow today because it's really good stuff. You didn't have a faith problem because faith came the minute you heard. You probably didn't have a release problem because you stepped towards it. The problem usually arises with abandonment. That we do it for a minute, but then we start looking at other things to see if it's working. And because it doesn't look like it's working, we kind of quit on it. Or we start the process all over. So we start looking at changed circumstances to tell me whether faith's worked or not. And we don't see circumstances change. So therefore, what do we do? We think nothing's happening. So just write some of this stuff down. You'll get it slow. I'm going to go real slow. I'm not trying to be like speedy today. Go somewhere. Okay? So it wasn't, you didn't have a faith problem. I started seeing a lot of people have faith, kind of move with faith, and then they like kind of abandon the faith they had. And that's why I like that point of contact. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay this out. So by the time you're done today, you're going to know the process of this thing the way I see it. And, and the way I see it, I think, really lines up with the word of God. Because here's the thing. You did believe, and you do believe, but the problem was you stepped out into the normal things of life, and then you start going, well, I don't see nothing changing at the circumstances, so I guess it's not working. I don't feel anything different in my emotions about stuff, so I guess he didn't hear me. See, that one, that's a big one right there. Now, that one you got to meditate on. Here's what I'm saying. Now, watch. I guess he didn't, I don't feel any different. I still feel as junky as I did before I prayed. I feel as nothing's, I didn't see anything change, and I don't feel any different. There's no emotional response to what I just prayed, so I guess it didn't work. And because I didn't see something change and because I didn't feel something change, I think it didn't work. So instead of me trying to press into what I think I did, I kind of quit on it, abandon it, and try to figure out how do I fix it. But really the source that started it was the key to get you there. But it, it didn't, sometimes it doesn't connect right. So I'm looking at change circumstances. I don't see nothing changing. Oh, I don't understand what you're saying. Okay, you prayed about your jacked up marriage, and three days later after you prayed, it's still jacked up. That's what I'm talking about. You prayed about your goofy financial situation. You prayed about the obstacle. You prayed about, I feel like, and I prayed about it, but three days later, I still feel like. So I guess God didn't hear me. I guess God didn't do anything. I guess, see, here's the problem with church people, me and you, we're church people. We don't even know whether we're in faith or not. So how in the heaven would I wait? Because here's the thing. You can't wait for something and expect time to produce results. Time does not produce results. Faith does. All right, I had to go to DMV. You're going to laugh. Don't go to DMV. If you can stay out of that place. Does anybody work at the DMV, Division of Motor Vehicles? Anybody raise your hand? Thank God. The place, 
is a nut house. Like, I don't say that in a mean way. Like, they are, they're crazy. Everybody's nut loopy. I had to go to Orange City, number one. I couldn't get an appointment. Thank God Pastor Liz got me an appointment because if you didn't get me an appointment, I was leaving. There's no way. I would have drove illegal. I'm sorry. I'll pay the fine. This is ridiculous. Like, I, I, I'm really close to really doing it. I would have probably pulled it off. I would have did something. All right. I'm not going to drive you legal, but you know what I'm saying? I'm like, come on, relax. God, I'm like, but I'm telling you, I wasn't going to wait in there for hours. The lady was there eight hours the day before. You can't get it. So watch this. So you got to have all this stuff, and you got to be ready to go. And I'm watching people go through this, this queue all the way around the place and get there and literally show up and go. The one lady, I laughed at her. I did laugh at her. It was probably wrong, but I laughed. She knew I was laughing at her. And I, I'm sorry, I didn't even repent because you can't be this goofy. So I go in there and I see the sheriff. He's th- there's a sheriff in there. If you haven't been, there's a sheriff in there. He don't look happy neither because he's asked every moronic question you could possibly think. This guy's on tilt overload. I felt like buying him a Starbucks and say, hey, bro, God bless you. Thank you for all you do. I don't know how you deal with these people. These people might be crazy. The lady walks up and literally goes like this. Whatever she said. And I'm waiting, and I go, oh, God, it's only 10 more minutes, maybe. I can get in and get out with my appointment. And she literally looked at him, and he goes, ma'am, ma'am. He was done. He goes, ma'am, ma'am, do you not know you were in the accident? Were you not in the car when the accident happened and occurred? She's like, well, yes. He's like, ma'am, please, either sit down or leave. Because you, they're gone. Everybody went overload. While that's happening... The other guy's coming through, waited five hours, and shows up at the kiosk and doesn't have the paperwork. That they're telling you before you get in line. If you don't have this paperwork, do not get in line. Because when you get to the window without the paperwork, we are going to send you home. After waiting four hours and not having the paperwork and having to go home... I might hurt somebody, bro. I'm serious. I'm just telling you, I'm saved, sanctified. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost, but I might lose it just a little bit. What is going on in this place? I just, they called my name, four digits of your phone number. I went in there. I was like, praise God. And guess what? I didn't have a piece of paperwork they said I wasn't supposed to have. Because if you got a star on your thingamajig, you're to pass through, you don't have to have it. I'm like, why are you asking me for this? But praise be to God. In the phone, I had the paperwork to get out. I was going to go back. I was like, oh, God, thank you, Jesus. I started thinking about it. What about the people sitting in here without the paperwork? They're going to sit here for hours and hours and hours and days. The one lady was there a day before, had to go home. It's backlogged. Everything you do now is backlogged. It's shot out. And I said, what if you don't have the paperwork? You can wait here all year. It'll pass you by. Time in life will pass you by. And it'll be over. Or you'll be sitting there going, I don't have the paperwork. But, but, but I'm a qualified driver. Yeah, you probably are, but you ain't going to drive because you ain't got the paperwork. But I can do all this and do all that. That's great, but you ain't got the paperwork. I've been waiting in line. I got all my documentation, but I don't have some paper. The one paper I don't have. Hey, it said online, I don't really need to have that. But guess what? It was random. It was a random thing. Yeah, they did. I said, if you got a star on your driver's license, I don't need to have a DMV mode. You don't have to have proof of, uh, of, of residency. But guess what? Every once in a while, it flags and flares that you have to have it. And they said, do you have something you can do? If I didn't have my online bank account, they would have been like, go back in the line. I said, look at this. 
Even prepared, I got to have the right paperwork. Even though I can, got to have the right paperwork. I started thinking about life. Jesus said, even though I'm God, you got to have the right. Look right here. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Amplified classic. That's what it says. It says, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for. If you got the title deed, you got the paperwork for proof of purchase. Paul tell you, right? We got, you could have, right? You could have a deed or you could have a title for a car, right? Title and deeds are two, and it comes together basically, and I don't even understand this, so I wrote it down the way I've seen it. But you understand what I'm saying? It's proof of purchase, even though you'll say it. Is the confirmation of what? The title deed of the things we hope for, being the proof of the things we do not see. And the conviction of their reality. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Come on, somebody. Come on. So check this out. Jesus is saying to you, faith is the what? The title deed. Now, let me explain something about this title deed thing. Okay, I wrote it down, the formal definition from Webster's Dictionary. Because I think I know what it's all about, but it's a little different. What is a title deed used for? A title deed is the most important document as far as property ownership of anything is concerned. It is a legal document which confirms or proves that one is the owner of a property or a thing after having been transferred, in, transferred into one's name. I got excited about that because I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. Where did you get the title deed or the action to do this? Well, Jesus what? Transferred everything into your name when you came into his body. Yeah. Come on, right? Now watch this, right? It's like a covenant, right? When you get married, what do you do? You take on the name. Yeah. Come on, somebody. We, when we married into Jesus, come on, guess what happened? We took on his name. Yeah. The minute you got born again, he transferred all his assets over to your account. My God, somebody better get this in here. He transferred all his assets over to your account, and he said, yes and amen, everything in that book is yours. But I got news for you. Just because you can have access to everything in that Bible doesn't mean by, you know, some osmosis system it's just going to show up. You got to have faith. The only thing you got to have faith to obtain the promises, the only thing you have to have to obtain the promises of God is faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Just because he's God, he's not going to do it sovereignly. He already moved sovereignly. He sovereignly laid up for all the blessings. He sovereignly laid up all the good. Then he said, it's finished. Now he said, you got to go get it. You got to go get it with the work of words. You got to go get it with a. Now here's my thing. Well, where's faith? Faith's in his word. See, what God did was this. He spoke it into existence, and he put his faith in the word. And when word got in there, faith got in there. And when faith got in the word, now everything you need availability for has been given to you in word form. Look, 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 let's read one, two, and three. You think you're overthinking. You just got to receive. Now you say, uh, why don't it work? I'm going to show you why it didn't work for you. You didn't know what you were doing. And that's not mean or being rude. I'm just being real with you. Every prayer you prayed more than once, unbelief was found. Oh, God, here he goes. But I'm going to show you how to get it. Now, if you really want, that's how you believe you receive when you pray. That's why I like a point of contact. That's why we date it. We date it and time it. Come on. You got to date it and time it. 
Why? Because if I don't know when I release faith, how in the heaven am I going to know when, it, when pressure shows up, what I'm, I'm going to go, I'll, re, re, I'll be re-releasing faith for the rest of my life. Not knowing where that point of contact got lifted. You understand what I'm saying? I believed I received when I prayed. You do what I'm telling you today, your life will change forever. Okay? You got to believe it though. Now watch, read the word. Okay? Watch what it says in verse 2. Now you say, well, you can say verse 1. Do not see. Woo! Now faith is the assurance. I like that word. Assurance, confirmation, title deed, paperwork. Faith is the paperwork for the promises of God. Write that down. Faith is the paperwork for the promises of God. That's how faith comes. That's what it is. I got the paperwork. I bought that car, man. I didn't even see that car. The one I got, the guy took the thing and walked around. I said, hey, bro, look, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this because you, you couldn't even go to the thing. That's like, I'll just ship it to you. I said, I don't need to see it, but I promise you I'll send it back if it ain't right. The guy said, I'm telling you right now, man. He goes, I said, I don't got to see it. I didn't even see it. I look at the pictures. He said, you want me to take a video? I said, I don't care if you take a video. I'm going to ask you questions. I said, has it got this? No, don't have that. Is it scratched? I said, no. He said, bro, look. He said, you can eat off the paint on this. I said, you see, I'm, I'm telling you, dude. He said, look, Mr. Sarner, I'm telling you. I said, all right, deal, done, boom. You didn't even see it. I got to sign the document comes. I signed. This thing ain't even here. How in the world that's yours? I got the paperwork. You got it? Yeah, I got it. You own it? Yeah. You purchased it? Yeah. You got it? However they do it. They keep the money and ask. I don't know what they do with all that. You know what I'm... I, I, I don't know what I did. I just signed. Yes. Where is it? I don't know. It's coming. You look like a complete idiot walking around with a piece of paper. Like, here's my car. <laughs> you, you understand this? You're doing this with life. You're walking around with a piece of paper. Like, here. I don't know what this is, but today this is going to be my car. Right? Here's a signed document. Here's my car. That notice, no, man, that's a piece of paper. You can't drive it. Can't take you from no, no, this is what I got. It's right here. People look at you like you nuts. Where's your car? Right here. Did you get it? Yeah, I bought it. It's right here. Well, don't, where is it? It's coming. Well, how, where is it coming? It's coming wherever this is. You better get me today. You don't want to hear me in this house. They want to act like, you know, Methodist or something. Will you catch up? God bless the Methodists. Wesley's awesome. I love John. I love all Methodists. You gotta like, I sometimes I gotta shock you. I gotta say weird stuff to shock you to wake you up. Because some of you still, where'd the hour of sleep go? Did it, is it gone forever? Yeah, it's gone until we go forward or backward or whatever we did. Right? Here's what happened. Where is, the, where is that vehicle coming? Wherever, it, wherever this is. In this case, you know what I'm saying? Was somebody else driving it? Probably for a minute, you know, but it had to come to here. Where's this? This is right here. Here, let me leave you so you can see it. Right here. You like my car? He said, nice car. Looks like a piece of paper to me. Pay, paid for, right? Now you go, what? But I got paperwork. I got paperwork attaching me to a promise somewhere, right? Now this is a car because the title, how about a house, right? You do it all the time, right? You got to go to the mortgage company, get the mortgage. You got you to gotta go to the title deed, go down there, you sign all this paperwork, sign, sign your life away, right? And do all this, what? You're filling it all out because it gives you proof of ownership. Jesus said, my word is proof of ownership even when you can't see it. Come on, hello? You can't see it. Just because you got the keys of it don't mean you own it. You know what I'm saying? You got to have the paperwork to prove it. 
I got keys. I'm driving it. If it's your car and the title's in your name, it's your car. I could be driving it all day long, but it's still your car. See, Jesus said, my faith is the title deed of the promise. So you tell people, why is God going to do it? Because he's God. No, he ain't. Show me your paperwork. Where's your scriptural evidence that what he said he could do, he could do? Then you can't get mad at God if he don't do something because it ain't God's fault. It's your fault. Where's your paperwork? Why do you think he tells you, plead your case with me? Come plead our case together. Show him the paperwork. Now watch now. Now watch. Yeah, you guys are deep here. You're getting it, right? Right. The title deed of the thing we hope for being the proof of the thing we do not see. Oh, that's great. It's the proof of the thing we don't want. We don't see it. What's the number one discouragement for me and you when we get into faith? I don't see it. I got news for you. Write this down. If you got the paperwork, you don't need to see it. The paperwork's more real than seeing it. When you see it, guess what? You don't even need it anymore because faith did its job. Oh, my God in heaven. I hope you got that one. Right? See, the proof of the thing we do not see and the conviction of the reality. Woo! Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Oh, my God. That's the problem. You start getting in your mind. You start getting in your will. You start getting in your motion. You start getting all that sensual. Ooh, I don't feel it. Ooh, I don't see it. Ooh, 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 ooh. And next thing you know, you don't believe it. Glory to God. That ain't good. You see what I'm saying? We're getting sense knowledge, and senses do this. Well, I'm looking. It don't look like it changed. Well, it's not supposed to change until faith done its job. It's like going, you ever remember when your mom is baking something, and you go in there, and you're like, it don't look, it don't, you, you open it up, you want to say it don't look done. That's because it's not done. I want to eat it now. It's nasty now. You got to wait till it's done. You don't need to see it. See what I'm saying? I got to see it. No, you don't need to see it. You just got to believe it. Then you'll see it. Come on, look right here. It says, and what? And the reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. My God. Look at verse 2. Just keep going. You got to go through 2 and 3. You guys are doing really good tonight, right? For by faith trust. Oh, my God. Did you read this? By faith trust. Where did you ever hear that before? Right? But for by faith trust and holy fervor born of faith. Come on, somebody. Faith trust. That would be like a good bank. Where you bank at? Faith trust. Yeah. So I need to open a bank. Why don't you guys open a bank? You can do it. Why not? Open a bank. It's a big deal. Yeah, open a bank. You want to open a bank? Figure it out. We'll go. What's the name of it? Faith, faith Trust. First, first Faith Trust of America. <laughs> you FDIC? Yeah, we have FDIC. We got Holy Ghost C. God C. We got everything you need C. Just sign your name on the paperwork and let's go. No, but I'm just serious, right? Faith trust. Think about it. Isn't it faith trust? Well, then you, you trust in God. Then why are you sweating what you don't see? See, I told you this a while ago, man. Until you get in the rest, you ain't in faith. You know what I mean? You got to roll like a baller with faith. You gotta just, sometimes you got to be so stupid it's funny. Like I cannot hold a straight face when I'm really there. Because I, I'll start laughing, 
Like, this is so stupid in my mind. My mind is like, I'm so beyond actual reason. This is dumb. This is like stupid. But I'm going to do it anyway. Now I'm getting like, now, now, now I got all my, yeah, you're going to love it. Because now I got all goofy. Yeah, I seen the jet the other day. That, I rode by Orlando. Man, they left the hanger up. Man, those are so slick. I'm like, I'm going to the airport and sitting in one. <laughs> yeah, I got to find one. Can you get me one to sit in, a real nice one? Yeah, get me a really good one to sit in. I just got to feel it. I rolled by, right by that place over there. There, down on the window, was that man? I looked at that thing. I said, "Look at that thing!" Ooh, we need to just go sit in it, feel the leather. Can rest right here. You got to get it. See, here's what I'm saying. You got to get to a place. Oh man, you can get me in a jet. What am I looking? You can fly the thing, dude. You got to get me in a real good one. You guys get me in a real good one. I just want to feel it. Okay, you can fly it. Do whatever you want to do. It just, just give me peanuts and a Coke Zero. All right, come on. Right. But I seen it. It was so cool. I was like, man, you got to conceive something and then find rest. And then you just chill out in faith. Most people never get to rest because they stay in worry, anxiety, and fear and never really enter a trust. What's the, what was the hardest battle? Fear and trust. Right? When you've got pressure against you, you thinking every crazy thing in the world. Phone ringing. You freaking out. This is what happens, guys. But here's the thing. You just got to keep going back to, I'm trusting you, God. I'm telling you right now, I don't feel it. I don't see it. I don't, but you can't go by your senses to tell you whether this is going to work or not. You just got to go by faith. And faith ain't got no feelings. And faith don't have no watch. Faith can't keep time. Faith don't keep time. You understand that? Faith don't keep time. Faith don't care about no watch. That's the problem with you. How long is this going to take? Once you get in it, take too long, forget it. You're losing your faith. I don't care if it takes forever. When you got faith, you enter the rest. You say, what do you care about time? Time don't mean nothing. I move time. Time don't move me. Faith moves time. See, that's the problem. People wait. They're always on the wrong side of a promise. They think they're trying to get it. You already got it. You just got to what? Hang on. That's the problem with faith. People say, here's my promise. I got to live up to my promise. No, nah, you got to live from the promise up. I got it. I believed I received when I prayed. I didn't need to see nothing else. Well, who's going to do it? God. God's going to look over the guardrail of heaven and see me standing there going, you said you do it, now do it. Well, my God, you arrogant pastor. No, you're not an arrogant pastor. I got a paperwork pastor. You got a paperwork pastor. I stink at paperwork too. I'm known like it. Come on. You got a paperwork pastor. Look at your neighbor and say, get your paperwork right. Look at your neighbor. You can't even pay attention to look at your neighbor. Look at your neighbor. Say, neighbor, get your paperwork right. Get your, so I'm like, I don't know what he's talking about. I can't understand what he's talking about. The Bible is living paperwork. The pages of the Bible are yes and amen. Go get, well, I don't know if I can believe it. Are you telling me you can't trust God? Now, let me tell you, Dylan, let me tell you why you can trust the paperwork. Say, God did it like this. He said, oh, okay, I'm trying to get stuff over these people. So here's what I'm going to do. I don't have a pen and a paper. I got a mouth. See, here's what you got to realize. Everybody's like, oh, okay. I'm talking about God, not me. Hello? Pay attention. He didn't have a, 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 a big, what are the pens we use? A flow, stroll. He didn't have none of that pen and paper. Oh, let me go get a Ticonderoga number two. God don't have no Ticonderoga number two. He got a mouth. And he wrote upon the tablet of your heart. That's the paperwork. And he said this. Oh, uh, I want something to be. Look at verse two. And by it, we understand that the elders obtain that good report. Look at two. Keep going. 
Faith, trust showed up, and men of old had divine testimony born to them of them that obtained a good report. How did they get a good report? They just said what God said. Watch three. Watch three. Watch three. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed. How were they framed? In fashion and put in order and equipped. Why is that? For a purpose. What purpose? By the word of God. So where, 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 stop. Who in the world spoke this word? God did originally that men came behind and spoke what they had desired and wanted to see and needed to see. And God gave them the same power and potential to call things that be not as though they were. So we're kind of, and now watch this. For, by, by the word of God, so that what things which are seen were not made of things which were visible. So somebody, wait, wait, stop. So he's saying the things you see right now were made of an invisible substance called faith. So who did this? God. God said light be. God started the system of speaking in the beginning, and when his words were spoken out of his mouth, they created what he wanted to be. So here's what God did. He, he, men wrote the Bible inspired by God. God spoke the word and men caught it. Are you getting what I'm saying? So God did this. He infused his faith in every single page of that Bible. There is faith in every single promise. There's anointing in every single promise. When he spoke the word and then he said, it is finished, he said, yes and amen. Everything you want is in there. Now, wait a minute. Now, go slow. If everything in that book is mine, why don't I see it? Because even though it's giving access to you, don't mean it's yours until you take it by faith. Now, why do I got to take it by faith? The only reason why me and you have to take it by faith was because of the fall of man. Everything we were supposed to have in that Eden-like condition was laid up for us in Adam. But guess what? Adam sinned and sin came in the earth. And when sin came in the earth, it separated man from God. And God wanted to replace it and get a brand new plan. So we got the plan of faith. And now the plan of faith was through grace. And now you got access. And all you got to do is what? Get the paperwork. Once you get the paperwork, guess what you got? You got access to the promise. So here's my question. Now watch. Everybody's going to tell me, well, Pastor Chris, why don't I see it? Well, what do you desire? Yes and amen is everything in the book, but that don't mean you're going to get it just because you're going to get it. You got to access it by faith. There's only one thing we live by in the New Testament church is faith. God ain't concerned with sin. The earth and church are more caught up with sin than God. God annihilated sin once and for all. He don't care about sin as much as these people get all goofy about it. He don't want you to sin, but once you act in faith, you don't sin no more. This is so crazy. They give you the do and don't list. That's ridiculous. The moment you put do and don't on somebody, you bound them in sin. Because you got to be free from the law. So don't give them no do and don'ts. Give them live by faith. Because you're either living in faith or unbelief. Faith is never going to step out of love, and love is God, and love is going to keep you normal. You all right with this? So you ain't going to go acting a fool if you're walking in faith. Faith don't allow you. Once you get into faith, you, you let corrupt communication no longer come out of your mouth. Why are you talking like a goober over here? The only reason why these people are talking like a goober is they ain't got no faith. You show, me the, you show me the value of your mouth, I'll show you the level of your faith. I'll say what I want to say. Okay, ding dong. Do what you want to do. do what you, it's your life. Do what you want to do with it. But I'm just telling you how faith works. I can't, I, I, I am a man, 51. I'm going to be 51. Can you believe it? I look good for 51, right? All right? Yeah, you don't have to clap or nothing like that, but I'm not looking that bad for 51, right? I'm looking smooth. I'm trying to live like the front row people. Man, Miss Gloria, she's 90. I was so blessed this morning. She's so cute. She coming here at 9 o'clock, Miss Little Miss Gloria. She's coming here. She just goes. She goes, you know I'm 90. I said, glory to God, lay hands on me. 
90 and you running like that? She's like, I got my Bible. She got, she started telling me, she got saved at 13, got filled with the Holy Ghost, stood in Pentecostal church. I was blessed. Billy, she needs to lay hands on all of us. Living God that long? I was like, praise the Lord. She blessed me, right? I was like, lay hands on me. God knows I need it, right? But are you, are you seeing, are you seeing this? So God put faith in his word because he spoke it. So when you grab that word, you got access to what faith has given you. You see this? Now, why isn't it here? Well, you got to have paperwork to receive it because faith is the only requirement the New Testament believer has to live by on every side. When you sin, you're in unbelief. When you're successful in this faith walk, you're walking in faith. There is no, like, good or bad Christianity that the religion tried to tell you. You know what I mean? And grace gives you the ability to live it all. But let me tell you something about grace. If you don't live up to the label, you'll live beneath it and live like a sinner. Even though grace gives you the power to live like an overcomer. Because you're letting something overpower you that should not overpower you. Your flesh ain't supposed to overpower you. You're supposed to dominate your flesh. See, now if you teach this like this in church, you're gonna, I'm gonna, it's rough because you got to get tough. Well, sin has me. Sin ain't got jack. Temptation showed up because you like it. Bury it. Crush it and kill it. Oh, it's got me. It ain't got you. It got you because you let it get you. Get it and tell it take a hike. I'm bound up, man. You know, I got I to be smoking dope. You need to smoke dope, dope another day of your life. What's the matter with you? Dope ain't got you. You understand that? Well, that drink got me. It's in my mouth. You gotta, I got a taste for it. Well, good. Starve your taste for it and you won't have a taste for it no more. Did he just say that to the preacher? The preacher the preacher's a Pentecostal holiness over here, bro. The preacher don't do nothing. Don't tell me what you cannot do because I don't do jack. Don't look at it. Don't smoke it. Don't touch it. Don't go near it. Why? Because I got a standard to live by that's higher than a normal individual. So you can live up. Because if I was some punk in a pulpit, you'd be bound by nonsense. But the devil's scared of me. He don't want to find me. He don't come looking neither. I'll rip his face off. You know what I'm saying? You got to live tight. Remember back in the day, it's tight because it's right. It's hard, but it's God, baby. You know what I'm saying? They don't want to hear none of that. <laughs> no, I'm being sure. Don't empower what you've already been defeated on the cross. Don't empower that mess. Oh, you're too much. Too much. No, it ain't too much when you need miracles. It ain't too much. Bury this nonsense. You know what I'm saying? Don't get out in that area. Why? Because here's what I'm telling you. It's affecting your confidence. Sin affects your confidence. Then, then you go, I ain't going to cry. Well, I guess, and then what do you do? Emotionally, you get jacked up. I guess God didn't hear me. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. This is the confidence that we have in him. Are you pulling this in? So I got to get that word, get them promises, hold those promises in my heart. See it? And then stop, don't, don't you look at what you see. Who cares what you see? Laugh at what you see. Ha, ha, ha. Laugh at it. This ain't going to work out good. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You ain't got to be ornery about it, but you know what I'm saying? Like, the doctor comes in. Well, I don't know what we're going to do. <laughs> Praise God, I do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, yeah, the one, go, the one dude, the, the guy, 17%, got, he just came a couple weeks ago. I went in there as confident as confident can be, man. I was like, this guy's going to live and not die. That's what I said. I'm, that's what I'm going for all. Yeah. They looked at him. They said, like, you got 17% chance to live, bro. You're supposed to be dead. You're a miracle. Amen. Now, did that have anything to do with you? It's got everything to do with God. Get out of that. But I ain't going to be the guy going there with no faith and be like, oh, well, you might as well just pack it in and die. Right. Come on, man. 
Go for it, man. Start developing what you need to know. So let me show you how to do it, okay? Because I, I, I hope that you didn't get offended by that when I told you stop living weak. If you get offended by stop living weak, you might just be weak. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I like it. You like it. You, you like it. You know, Brother Norval looked at me one day. He said this. He said, don't start it. Don't try it. You might like it. I tell that kids all the, I tell the kids that all the time. Don't start it. Don't try it. You might like it. Because people like sin. You get a taste for sin, you'll find it. Right? right? You know what I'm saying? You got to acquire a taste. So don't ever pick it up. You never got to know whether you like it or not. It's poison. You know what I'm saying? Don't pick it up. And if you picked it up, put it down. Starve that mess. Come on. I feel like a holiness preacher right now, don't you? You feel it? You know what I'm saying? Preaching holiness. Well, God's a holy God. And don't get condemned. If some of you, I know some of you smoke a little pot. Just chill. All right? I know some of you do. You smoke a little reefer. It's all right. Just cut it. It's, all right. it's medical marijuana. It's medical marijuana. Yeah, it's medical. All right. Yeah, all right. All right. Let's go. <laughs> I love my church. I tell you, if I got to roll, I'm going to roll with you guys because you guys are straight. I got the dude come up to me. He's like, Pastor. I'm like, well, he's like, I'm not smoking as much pot as I was. He came up after service one time. I talked like this. He goes, I was smoking a lot of bud. A lot of people don't know what that is. I said, yeah, what's up? He goes, I ain't smoking as much bud as before. The guy's like, is he smoking Budweiser? No, he ain't talking about Budweiser, bro. He's talking about the other stuff, man. I was like, well, praise be to God. At least we're winning. You know what I mean? I don't know. We're better than we were yesterday. Come on. Come on, hey, you got a victory is victory. Come on, somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Reese laughing. <laughs> Reese laughing. I went over there the one day. They go, well, some of the people we have are street pharmacists. I said, street pharmacists? What is that? <laughs> I got to go home. Seriously. I said, a what? A street pharmacist. I said, a street pharmacist? Like, what, you sell medical? Oh, he's a dealer. Oh, I got it. <laughs> Oh, oh, my God. You can't laugh in church. I don't know where you can. God bless the people, though. Hey, you're better than you used to be, right? Hey, I ain't mentioning no names. That's one thing. We're Italian, and we're from New Jersey. We don't talk. You're going to bring it to me? It's cool. It's good. It's under the blood, bro. Whatever they call that under the blood, we were doing that 20 years ago. We weren't even saying 30 years ago. It's, hey, you don't talk. You just don't talk, okay? You could tell me. It goes no further. Why? You get in trouble, you open your mouth. So it's okay. So, hey, you know what? We're doing better. So now let's get this faith stuff going. Ready? Here we go. All right? Go look at Mark eleven twenty three and 24. It'll seal the deal, okay? And it really does. And it's good. You got to have a little bit of laughing in this thing because sometimes it's a little bit like, Pastor Chris, I got to fix some stuff. Yeah, you do. You don't want nothing to ever have you because it opens the door to stuff you don't want to pull on you. For verily I say unto you, whatsoever you desire when you pray, believe you receive and you shall have whatsoever you say. Now, they're your desires, okay? If it's your desire, it's your desire. You want it, it's your deal. Get faith for it. I don't care what people get faith for. Some of it is really important. Like, you need faith for healing. You need faith for this. You need faith to restore your marriage. That's huge, man. Then there's other desires that you have that are not my desires. But why not? They go under the same line. It's whatsoever you desire when you pray. Did he say whatever you need? Now, look, I'm going to tell you I told him in the morning service, and it probably tweaks religion, but I don't really care. I said this in, I think I said it in the morning about breaking stained glass windows. Yeah, I got to break your stained glass window because some of you are religious. Whatsoever you desire when you pray, right? That's your deal. That's your business. 
Jesus' first miracle is a luxury item. I've told you this. You can't get away from it. You can't avoid it. It's stupid. Why are you making wine for a wedding that nobody really cares about but the people that are there? His first miracle is on a luxury item. Don't tell me it's not important. If it's your desire, it's important to God. Your desires could be wacky. Sometimes you might miss a miss. That's your business, whatever. But if your desire has something that lines up scripturally, knock yourself out. God's for you. It's a luxury item. He doesn't need it. It's not. What I'm trying to get you to understand, wine at a wedding was not a necessity. It was a luxury. God had no problem his first miracle being a luxury. So here's stained glass window. Well, God's only going to do things that you really need. Now, God's going to do the things you desire. Because he's a good God. Now, hopefully your desires are connected to the word of God and your desires don't have you more than God. He doesn't like that, but he has no problem. Like if you're into it, praise the Lord. Whatsoever you desire, it's not my desire. If it's your desire, knock yourself out. Okay, find faith, find scripture and go your merry way and get your stuff. That's your business. Because if you read all the Hebrews 11, you understand that we obtain promises by God. We stop the mouths of lions by faith. We do a lot of stuff by faith. How many know you need faith to protect yourself? You need to live by faith. You need to walk by faith. Those are more important. But guess what? There's going to be some things you desire that that's your desire. Okay? Whatsoever you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and ye shall have them. Okay? Right? Because you shall have whatsoever you say. Now watch, go to 24. And when you pray, therefore I say to you, what things soever you do, when you believe that, boom. Okay, wait a minute, what's the problem? Well, you didn't believe you received when you prayed most of the prayers you prayed. That's why they were useless. Now this is tough, but I don't really care. Because I love you. Every prayer you prayed in unbelief was a waste of time. If you didn't believe, the prayer of faith, why don't we pray over food? Like, no, dude, that's blessing something. That's different. That's not the prayer of faith. We bless food. So it's sanctified according to a word in prayer. This is about believing I receive promises from God. Every prayer you and I prayed more than once, somewhere unbelief was found. Now, listen to me, I love you. It wasn't that you didn't have faith, you just abandoned faith. Is that Okay. Because why? You didn't know whether you were in it or not. So if I can't understand whether I'm in it or not, what am I doing? That's why I'm going to give you a way to do this today where you got point of contact and release faith. And now you know from now on. And now you're walking. You know what I would do? I'd get, and I should do this more. I'd write all these things down in there. Today's the day I believed I received. This is the time. This is the day. Walk away. That's project one, project two, project three, project. I'd have 52,000 scriptures in there written where I believe I received. Now, let me show you what happens. When, what, when do I believe I receive? When I, well, what, what did you do? Now, think about what I said. I want you to look at it. Please leave it, pop it up there. They need to see it. And when, what, no, 24, you're doing good. And what, therefore I say to you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them and you shall have them. When, when am I supposed to receive them? When I pray. How many prayers did you go in and pray and walk out and start looking to see whether you received it or not? That's not how faith works. Well, it's not fair. I don't, I don't care if it's fair or understand. That's how God's system works. And he's not mean or honorary. I don't want you to get mad at God, but that's his system. Believe you receive when you. How many times have I gone in, prayed, not believed I received, come out and start asking for the same thing because I didn't believe I received when I prayed. Or I prayed, believed I received, walked out and went looking for it. What are you looking for? Something you already received. 
Now, you got to keep it in its right tense. I teach you that. But here's what I want you to do. Don't we do that? Well, nothing changed. Well, who cares? I thought you believed you received when you prayed, not when you saw. Nothing feels different. Well, who cares? I thought you believed you received when you prayed. Nothing looks different. I don't care. I thought you believed you received when you I uh, Nothing feel. I don't care. I thought you believed you received when you I Nothing's not that bad. I don't know. I thought we believed you received when we prayed. So if I didn't believe I received when I prayed, because this is the problem with God. Now watch this. Right, check this out. Watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Right. Uh, I'll use Paul, right? Because Paul could be God. And you, I've done this for you before. This is the problem. With, now this is why Hebrews eleven six makes sense. You don't have to go there. We go, God, can you give me? And Paul could be God. Hey, God, can I have a pen? And God's, every time you ask, God's going to go. Here. Can I have a pen? Can I have the pen? Can I have the... Because you got to get God's character. Hebrews eleven six, for Watch. He who comes to God must believe that he is. And that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Stop. Why would you be going to God if you didn't think he was God? Pen. Why would you be going to God if you didn't think he was God? You wouldn't even go to him if you didn't think he was God. Yeah, you know he's God, but do you know he's a rewarder? Do you know your God's a rewarder? You know your God's a, a free liberal giver? Did you know that? Did you know that? Well, God's trying to hold back from me because I'm not a good Christian. Eh. God's trying to hold back. My church attendance things. Eh. God's trying to hold back. I cussed the other day. Eh. God's doing this because I'm bad. I'm shacking up. I'm so great. Eh. 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 I'm going to get a horn. Buy me one of those horns. Bogus, bogus, bogus. But why well, I want one. Daddy said no. Bam, bam, bam. I'm like a three-year-old, right? I want one. Somebody get me one. Bam, I'll do it. Bam. Religion and garbage and nonsense. I'm going to tell you something. Well, God, no, God will just do stuff because you have the paperwork. Even when your character is not caught up. Oh, they don't like that. Religion, there, more stained glass windows. Let's crash them. Because that's what's going to make you serve better is when you see God's good even when you're not. Right? Ain't it cool when he pulls you out and you get out and you're like, whoo, you out? And you're like, my attendance hasn't been too hot. Oh, yeah. yeah I, I've, I've been there, bro. My, my prayer life stinks. He just pulled a miracle out. I ain't read my Bible in four months. That joker just pulled heaven and earth, touched it together, boom, blew up, and it worked out on my back. He showed up, showed up, showed out on my behalf. Hey, he Jesus. Hallelujah. Hold it, hold it, hallelujah. Amen. You know what I'm saying? I'm being serious. I ain't praying in tongues in six months, but that joker just pulled me out. Hey, come on. Stop it. It's not based on your performance. It's not based on your brand of Christianity. It's not based on good Christian, bad Christian, or goody two-shoe you. It ain't on that. It's based upon, do you have the paperwork, and did you believe you received when you prayed? That's what it based it on. It ain't based on track record or any of this nonsense. It's based on, are you being a doer of what you've heard? Now, here's how you do it. I'm going to let you go. You got to get that promise. Because in that promise is faith. And then when you show up with this. So you got, you, got, you got a promise. Okay. He said, come plead your case with me. God's like a really good lawyer. 
What do you mean plead a case? Well, it's like, why should I? Why? Now, watch this. Here's where people got goofy with God. Okay? Well, why should, why should you receive? Well, I shouldn't receive nothing, but he gave me access to everything, so I should receive it because of what he did. So I'm basically showing up arguing my case, and I'm not really arguing with God, but I'm becoming a proof producer to God, and I could refute the arguments of the enemy. So I'm becoming a proof producer to show God that me and him are on the same legal counsel. And the only enemy we got is the enemy, and he needs to be put in his place. So he is a, he is a lying witness. Liar. You ever see the lying witness? Go watch some movies. Some of you had the lying witness on. I had the lying witness when we went to the thing with the thing. We went to that, that little thing. I, I, that nitwit showed up. She lucky lightning didn't come and strike her dead when I showed up there. I showed up there with this thing. I prayed mercy for her. She was making all these accusations about the, the miracle center thing. Don't worry about whose name's who. I prayed for mercy. I showed up there, and I said, what is all this stuff we're supposed to do? We didn't even know nothing about this. We would always do what we we're supposed to do. We don't act like that. I didn't even know we had paperwork. Dennis will tell you. I didn't have nothing. I just all of a sudden I see this thing. They said, we got to fix stuff. I said, I walked up in front. This lady showed up with a clipboard. She might be watching. I hope she is. She had a clipboard. She ain't watching. She had a clipboard with all these things she wanted to go talk to. I said, I didn't know this was a court case. I swear to you, man, everybody else got up. I swear to you. Everybody else got up, and it was just the board people, like six, eight people, whatever's on that thing. You know what I'm talking about. Down in the city. You've been there. You were there, right? They show up, and the guy comes up, and everybody's lying. Yeah, the commission. You know, you didn't put the sign up for the 30 days. Oh, yeah, I did. They're lying. Nine out of ten of people are lying. Just put the sign up. Stop being so hard-headed, right? Infractions, code, zone stuff. Nobody got up. They got up. They got up to stand. Yes, no, I didn't do it. No, I didn't do it. No, I didn't do it. Six people and one guy, no, they didn't do it. They leave. They call us up. Boom, I get up. Here comes this lady with a clipboard. She's like, you know, Judge Wapner over here now. She's like, well, and he's telling me all this stuff I didn't know about. I said, sir, I said, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know nothing about what you're talking about. I'll have it done. I'll get it all done. Later on, they got this and they got that and they got this and they got that and they got this. I said, excuse me, who is she and where she come from and nobody else had her show up? What is this? All this stuff that was there. I said, this is ridiculous. Then they finally told her, said, be quiet. You know what I'm talking about. Clipboard lady. You know, she's a pain, right? And they all, even the guy that told me, the code guy said, she's a pain. I said, she's a pain that she's lucky she don't get a kick in the pain, right? So I left it alone. And I did myself, I said, and they said, dirty, I said, yeah, we'll do it, we'll get it all done, blah, 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 blah. I said, here comes the lying witness over here, and now I got to produce what? Evidence. I got to produce evidence. If you don't have evidence, that guy's going to look at you like you're a pinhead, and these people over here, I said, look it, I just got it, when I got it, I called, I did what I want to do, I said, when you want it done? He said, I'll give you 30 days, I said, it'll be done, I'll be back. I didn't have Nobody. It was impossible to do that. You were with me. You had to license this, license that. They said, you're not going to need that. And you know what? In two weeks, God brought the guy, brought the thing, brought the stuff. They ripped the thing up. They did it all. And God did it all. Yeah. Why? Now, wait a minute now. Now, we, gotta, we need more miracles. Praise be to God. Right? But I'm saying, the first one got done. Why? Because you got to have evidence. Where's your evidence when they come against you and accuse you? Because the accuser of the brethren is not anybody from the church. It's the devil. And when the accuser of the brethren shows up and brings accusation, you got to have evidence. You ain't fighting God. 
God's on your side. He gave you his word. He just wants to make, oh, I'm punching the devil's lights out today. See, the liar is in the book of Revelation. He is the accuser of the brethren that accuses them day and night. So here comes the throne of heaven. God's sitting on the throne because he's the ruler and reigner. Here comes who? The enemy. He's the cross-examination, right? You over there with some evidence. What do you got? I'm supposed to be healed because Jesus gave me access to it. And here come, the, here come the nitwit, screaming accusations. You ain't supposed to get it. You can't get this. You ain't supposed to. Look what the doctor said. Look how you feel. Look what you see. Look at the x-ray. Look at the report. Look at the this. And then you stand there, excuse me, your honor. I like to interject. I believe your report. That's the report of the Lord, I believe. I don't care what the doctor said. I know you got it. He said he got 17 eyewitness cross-examination doctor saying, oh, you got it. Oh, you got it. Oh, he got it. He got it, all right. It's incurable. He got it. You just stand there with your paperwork and say, uh, excuse me, sir, an article First Peter chapter 1, by his stripes I've been healed. I don't know what all these clinically proven wackadoos are doing, but I know what the word of the Lord said. And the word of the Lord said I'm healed, and I'm not letting go of my paperwork. And guess what healing's got to do? It's got to find its papers. It's got to come back to where it was. My word will not return to me void, but it'll accomplish therein where I sent it. Amen. You sent it to me. I got paperwork. It's got an assignment to hit me in the head. That's what you got to do. Now, watch this, though. A big one. Well, how do I know there? You got to believe you receive when you pray. Now, that's when you do that. Come on. You ready? 1208. March 13th. Write it down. Three months from now, you're going to be like, man, where is this stuff at? Six months from now, and we got to wait. We had to wait nine months. Some of this stuff takes time because you don't get an answer, and that's the hard part. I wanted an answer day one. You don't get it in the kingdom like that because some things got to take time. So what I got to do? I just got to have a point of contact to go back and remind myself when I release faith. This is the biggest mistake. I love it. Oral Roberts said it first. It's the point of contact. A lot of guys don't talk like this. Write it down. 1209 on March 13th, so I believed I received. Six months from now, you go back, you go back to, look, bro, these things ain't, a, this ain't, you know, game to me. January 20, 22. We believe we received when we prayed. These are prayers are in here. The loved ones getting saved is in here. You think I'm going to stand there? The devil said, no, they ain't. Yeah, bump, shut your face. I got, believed I received when I prayed. What you got? I believed I received when I prayed. It don't look good. I don't care what it looks like. They look worse than when they started praying. I don't care if they look dead. God can resurrect the dead. January. Come on, you see what I'm saying? Jan- oh, oh, give it a day. Here, January, whatever it was, 26th. January 26th. I just know January. January 26th. We believe we receive. What you going to do now? It's March. I ain't moved by what I see. I ain't moved by what they said. I'm not even moved what it looks like. I'm not moved by nothing but what I said. I believed I received when I prayed. That's how you do it. And you write it down. How are you going to get family restoration? I believed I received when I prayed. That's up to God how he's going to do it. I ain't got to do it. I get in rest. That's what God does. Let him, he never sleeps nor slumbers. He got all the time in the world. Let him go. I'm going to bed. Let him figure it out. You stay up all night long. God ain't wringing his hands all night long. 
Man, God sees faith in the earth. He'll move. He'll say the demon possessed will get set free. He'll do whatever he's got to do. But he got to have faith in the earth. And how do you get faith? So you find your promise, right, from the word of God. You got to release it through I believed I received when I prayed. You understand that? You got to pray that first. Say, Father, I believe I received when I prayed. What do you believe in? What are you receiving? And that's it. And then you don't go back on it. And don't pray the same prayer over and over. Every time you got to go back to it and you feel like, what do I do? You thank them. Because what if I, hey, let me show you how this works. Let me come in the front so everybody can see it. Hey, Johnny, can I have that Bible? Thank you. See, a thank you person believed they received. Thank you. You know what I do? I go back. Hey, Jesus. And I'm a little ornery, so just learn from me. I go back, hey, Jesus, I know, I know you remember when we prayed on March, March 13th at 12, 12, when we believed we were saved, you heard me. You got to tell him a little bit. Speak his language. God loves the language of faith. Get a little slick, like, not slick like in a slicky kind of way, but in like kind of smooth, smooth is a better word. Get a little smooth with God. Hey, God, I know you don't ever forget nothing. So I just want to bring things to your remembrance. And what I want to bring in your remembrance is this. You remember that day I prayed? Because I remember I prayed. And I know you heard me because you always, you know, 1 John 5, 14 says every time I pray, you hear me. And you grant me the petition that which I ask. So I just want to let you know that I didn't forget about it. <laughs> and I know you didn't forget about it. Right. But I just want to make sure just in case anybody on record wants to know, I didn't forget about it. And I believed I received when I prayed. So I just want to thank you. Even though it don't look like nothing's going on, I don't walk by what I see. I walk by what I believe. Come on, get a little ornery with God. Get a little on. Some of you are like, I'm, sad. I'm too busy crying to get ornery with God. That's your problem. Stop crying. Stop crying and start believing. Amen. Get in there and say, I just want to let you know. And then when I really get ornery, I tell the devil, hey, devil, you dummy, pay attention. Because he's slick. He ain't dumb. He, that joker's conniving. But I like to just put him in his place a little bit, let him know, you know what I mean? And tell him a little bit about where he's going. You know, tell, him, tell him you read about him in the book Isaiah. You know, tell him a little bit. Tell him, I read about you in the book of Isaiah. It ain't looking too good for you. So let me just tell you right now. <laughs> you know, get a little angry with him because he's trying to mess you up, mess him up a little bit. He'll stop talking to you. You start talking back to him like this. Say, I read about you in the book of Isaiah, and the Bible said we're going to laugh at you because you don't want to deceive the nations of the earth, but you ain't too hot. You're just not as big a deal as you think you are. So let me tell you what. God's working on my behalf, and just in case you think I might be discouraged, I'm not. Because I believe God. I bind you in Jesus' name. Amen. And I lose the angels of heaven to go get my stuff. Because I believe that I received on March 13th. Amen. Yeah, you start talking like that. See, you're, see, this is the problem. Now, let me show you this, and I'm done. Because I did this for a reason, and now I know what it was. Because sometimes I'm running air traffic inside and trying to hear from heaven. Here's the thing. Why? Because he's trying to put your attention on what it should not be on. The problem. The person. The stuff. You got to put your attention on the God that can get you out. Because you're like, well, look, look at the doctor. No, nah, look at God. No, nah, look at them. They ain't living like the devil, these people. No, nah, look at God. He's bigger than all that. Look at what they're saying. I don't care. See what I'm saying? It's trying to grab your attention, and that point of contact takes my faith back to the place where it's got to go. I say, I don't care what it look like. You ain't going to see me saying nothing different than what God said because that's all I'm going to say. Come on, stand up on your feet. You did great. You got that? Amen. Did you pull that in? So you got to get that word. Where's that faith? It's in that word. It's in that word. And if you got the word, you got the faith. And once you speak the word, what do you do? You release the faith. 
Oh, come on. Where's the faith? Pull this in. Where's the faith? In the word. When he spoke the word, he didn't have no pen and wrote it down. Man wrote it down. He spoke it. When he spoke it, they took it the way they heard it and wrote it. When they penned it, it got what? Infused with power. But he spoke that word. When you speak that word, you release that faith. When you release that faith, you release that power. When you release that power, that power goes working on your behalf. Now that power is looking to stay activated or deactivated by your place of praise and thanksgiving. Just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Say, God, what? Hey, don't look no better. The, the, uh, do this. The worse it looks in the loud, the, the worse it looks in the earth, you get louder with your faith for heaven. You know what I'm saying? It don't look good. Praise the Lord. Looks good from where I'm sitting. Look great. See what I'm saying? You got to infuse yourself with power. And then you put that word in there, and then you believe you receive it, and then write it down. Documentation. Go back. Go back. I believe I receive right here. Release your faith and leave it alone. That's all that stuff's going to happen. Because of faith. See, it ain't really your faith. It's his faith. And you release his faith to go do his thing. You got the faith of God. It ain't my faith. It's God's faith. I have faith in God's faith. And God's faith produces it. Did you get that? I put faith in his word. That's me putting faith in God's faith. God's faith goes and does what God's faith said it can do. Know ye not that your body is a temple of the living God? Your body. He lives in you now. So it needs agreement internally. It's... What do you think he was talking about when he said this? He said, the life which I now live. I live by the faith of the love. I feel it by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Galatians 2.20. It's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. In the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I got God's faith. You're living on God's faith. You got God's faith, then you use God's faith. You activate it. Is that all right? That's what I do. So I think just put it in there and work the process. The process works. Is that okay? Lift your hands to heaven. You need to hear this. Just lift your hands to heaven. Just surrender. This is important. Just surrender. And just tell God this. I said this in the morning, and I really want to say with you guys. Say this. Say, every faith assignment that I took my belief off of, I re-empower it right now by faith. My faith is strong in the promises of God. I release my ability in the Holy Spirit to do exactly what he said he can do. By faith, right now, I receive promises. Every promise of God and I release it now. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. I reawaken my faith to accomplish and do exceedingly and abundantly above all I ask or think. In Jesus' name, amen. Just Come on, keep you your can put heads your hands bowed and yeah, your eyes closed for just a moment. Saved. Because maybe you're in this room today and the greatest act of faith that you can have is to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Mm. And we never want to leave this room in this moment, in this service, yes. without giving you an opportunity to make sure that your heart is right with Him, making sure that your life is right with Him. So if you're in here today and you say, I've never received Jesus as my Savior, I've never asked him into my life, today is your day. Yes, Lord. Or maybe you've received him before, but you walked away from him. He's still waiting with arms wide open saying, come home. There's people in here today, and I feel it with every fiber of my being, where you, mm. you, you surrendered your life to God at one time, but you took it back. 
And he said, today is the day to surrender it back. Come on. There's gifts, there's callings. The calling on your life is yeah. as evident as it was the day he called you. So right now, if that's you in either one of those scenarios, I just want with every head bowed, every eye closed, no one's looking around, just lift your hand and say, today I want to rededicate my life. I want to commit my life to Jesus. Just lift your hand as high as you can and say, that's me today. And I want everyone in this room, we could be watching online, it doesn't matter where you're at, but I, I want us all to say this together. Just say, dear Jesus, today I make a decision. I make a decision to believe that you're my Lord. And my you're Lord, my savior. And my savior. And with my mouth, and with my mouth, I declare. I declare that you are Lord. You are Lord. So right now, right now, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me my sins. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. I ask you. Ask to be my Lord today. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen and amen. Well, come on and just rejoice for a moment. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.